We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, we got nothing going on. Literally nothing. Woo! There's no football this weekend. There's no. Oh, yay, yay. It's, it, it's bad, but um, Dusty, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, like you said, no football this weekend. We did have the games this past weekend, and they weren't particularly good. The second game was pretty good, I guess, even if it ended in not a great way. It was nice to see MVS do some stuff. But, yeah, we had the championship weekend, which was fun, and now we got a whole week of nothing laid out in front of us, and then we've got the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm doing good. The kids are home from school today. We had a bit of an ice storm here. Um, so, you know, kind of dealing with a bit of that. But overall, man, I'm feeling good, doing good, man. Terrible about you. Yeah, for me, I'm super busy with work and just honestly life right now. So, um, and usually I'd be really stressed out about it, but I'm honestly okay with it right now because it's distracting me from the fact that there's only one game left in the NFL season. And then we are in the worst time of the year, um, especially on the show where we just beg for content, beg for any tweets or news that we can cling to that we can talk about. Um, so, you know. Trying to 
try to just keep my cool and then also not get too sad that the football season's almost at its end. Sarah, were you able to watch some of the championship games? Like, did you have some takeaways? I, I know that there, like nothing happened at all because Twitter did not react to the Chiefs-Bengals game at all and officiating there. So did you have any takeaways from that game? Yeah, um, I was able to watch the whole thing. And, um, you know, yes, there were some questionable calls, um, and but – you know, it's at the end of the day, it's the NFL. I feel like every year late in the playoffs, this is an issue. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes it's, it's just the way that the cookie crumbles, honestly. Um, but, you know, it was very entertaining. Pat Mahomes really was more mobile and, and played a lot better than I thought he may with the high ankle sprain. Um, but it was just really interesting to see. Obviously, you know, at Arrowhead, it's always a crazy environment. I was pulling for the Bengals, hoping that they would win, but you know, I didn't really, I wasn't, my feelings weren't strong either way. So I was just glad that at least for most of the game, it was pretty interesting and entertaining. Um, and yeah, curious to see, you know, how the Chiefs do in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that's the whole. There's a whole lot of like NFL's rigged as, as what always happens whenever a call uh, kind of decides, quote unquote, a game. There's a whole thing with like let players play. Well, like maybe the player shouldn't have shoved a quarterback in the back after he had stepped a foot out of bounds. So, I mean, I, I think I mean that that game I will say was poorly officiated from both sides. If you remember the stuff that happens late. You remember those, some of those big ones there. And again, I don't I don't have a problem with that that call that got them into range. I think it sucks that that happened. Osai clearly did not mean for that to happen he was very upset and there was some some uh video afterwards of like his teammates sticking up for him and all the way like it's kind of cool to see that outpouring of support from the locker room there but that was the correct call i mean it there's a i saw some stuff well he flopped well he's running on a bad ankle had already let up because he had stepped a foot out of bounds and then got shoved in the back and is trying not to ram into the bench so i can see why you fall a little awkwardly if you're if you're mahomes but yeah i mean i think it was poorly officiated game it sucks it came down to that because it would have been fun to have seen a 65-yard field goal attempt or a Hail Mary or overtime or something like that. So it does suck. But, yeah, it was uh, overall I'd say it was that was a poorly officiated game. Um, but I don't think it was poor in, in one way or another. I think some calls went the Chiefs way late that really colored that perception. But overall it was just, just it was just bad. It was bad all the way through. And I think both sides kind of got the benefit of the doubt on some of that stuff. Yeah, the, I think the one thing I, I've seen is like you know Pat Mahomes is like you know the best the best quarterback ever, and I, I forget who said it, but he's like, dude, they, he literally drove his team eleven yards. They got the benefit of the the fifteen yard you know unnecessary roughness, and then they kicked the field goal and, and won. Is like so it's kind of crazy how skewed it is towards the quarterbacks of like, he did so much. He did so much. Like, don't get me wrong. Amazing to see him do that on one good ankle and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting game to watch. And then the other one was just a complete shit show. And yeah, I mean, going down to the fourth, fourth string quarterback and man, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of tough for the NFC championship. That's not exactly what you want to see. Yeah. All right, guys, we've got a little bit of news here. So it has nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers, but the Denver Broncos have a new co- have a new head coach. <laughs> and they paid a hefty price for it. And I want to hear your reactions to it. So Sean Payton, new coach for the Denver Broncos, reportedly for a first and second round pick. How? I got nothing. I don't even know what the hell to say to this, but Sarah, what are you thinking? 
uh, I don't think this solves the problem um, because there are clearly pieces on the field that are missing. So let me step back for a second. So was Nathaniel Hackett a good coach for Denver? No, that didn't work out. Everybody knows that. Um, You know, that's basically me stating the obvious. Is Sean Payton going to be better? Maybe, but there's still going to be lots of issues on the field. And now an opportunity, the draft to get new players, mix things up, add, you know, to your roster. They've given up that opportunity in the the first and second round. So it's just crazy to me. Also, I don't know if I'd be willing to give up picks for a coach, but that's just my personal opinion, especially when the team itself is not very good. Um, So yeah, this was just bananas. I honestly had to check like three times um, on the Ian Rappaport account and Adam Schefter accounts to make sure that it wasn't the fake checkmark people and I was getting trolled because that's how just out of the ordinary this seemed to me. I think for me, I don't think the move itself was too shocking just because from the, the new ownership that came in and they want to win and you know they had Hackett, their first time head coach, and that didn't work. And so I think they wanted a name. They wanted to make a splash. They wanted a name. They wanted an established head coach to do that. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Is Sean Payton bringing Drew Brees with him? Is he bringing prime Drew Brees? Like I, I saw some comments about like, well, he's, he's won with a non-mobile shorter quarterback before. Correct. But also like a very very smart one that has otherworldly accuracy and and can read the defense with the best of them and and for everything Russ is and everything Russ was at his peak, I don't think Russ is that guy. Uh, I don't I don't think he's he's willing to kind of take the leaps of faith and throw over the middle in the way that Breeze was when he couldn't see his guys. Um, so I'd be interested to see how this pairing works out. I mean, if anyone can get something out of him, I mean, Sean Payton, I think has a lot of faults, which I, <laughs> is why I wouldn't give up a first and second round for him. But he's a very good offensive mind. And if if Russ has a chance to turn this thing around, I think it's under a guy like Payton. So on its face, I get it. But they just gave up a lot of draft capital to get Russ. And now they're giving up draft capital to get Sean Payton. So however this team looks... I mean, and we kind of knew this already because because uh, Russ is making a ton of money. However, this team looks is basically how it's going to look for a while, unless they hit on some mid round guys or able to get lucky with some kind of like swings on the lower end of the totem pole with uh, on free agency. I just I don't. I still like like Sarah said the personnel still the same. It's still you still got Russ at quarterback. You're likely moving on. I would guess from Evero. Um, I, I don't think he's been fired yet. But seeing as how Evero was one of Nate Hackett's best friends, I don't think he's going to want to stick around and be DC. I think he's a hot enough name that someone, even as a head coach job, will get hired away somewhere else with the assistant head coach tag. And maybe Fangio steps in as defense coordinator. But I think the defense takes a step back. I don't see how the offense improves enough to do anything. This still strikes me, especially with what Kellen Moore going to uh, to the Chargers as OC, this still strikes me as like a six or seven win team, even with Peyton there. Like I don't I think they're they're better than they were with Hackett because Hackett, for all the good things you hear about Hackett, was a terrible head coach. I just don't know that it's enough to move the needle for them, especially in the in the next couple of years. So I'm curious to see how it goes. How it goes, and it's not shocking at all. But it seems like a pretty high price tag for a team that I don't think is a co- head coach away from competing. Yeah. So so here is a breakdown of what it took for the Denver Broncos to get Russell Wilson and Sean Payton onto their team. Three first-round draft picks, three second-round draft picks, a 2020 fifth-round draft pick, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Font, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. 
that seems like a steep price to pay for a quarterback <laughs> who did not perform the first year he was there and a head coach who got kicked out of the league for a year, sus- sorry, suspended for a year because of some not great stuff going on in his locker room. Well, and beyond that, some of the Sean Payton stuff coming out too was he got interviewed by quite a few teams and the word was that a lot they of teams didn't want that, him. Yeah, no one wanted him back for a second for a second interview because no one likes spending time with him. So <laughs> I'm so intrigued to see how much money they're also going to pay him. That's going to be fascinating. Because he was asking for north of twenty million a year, wasn't he originally? And he wants to be part, like part GM, like he wants control over who's brought in, whatever. So I mean, they don't have the assets to bring anybody in, or probably the money at this point to bring anybody in. So they're throwing uh, four third round picks for Taysom Hill. I'll tell you that move's coming right now, Steve. Oh yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back to them. Um, all right. Other news that we've got. This is Packers related. The Packers are losing their um, DB co- uh, DB coordinator, Jerry Gray, to the Atlanta Falcons. Dusty, tell me what you're thinking about this move. Yeah, some of the coordinator stuff. I think he was also the pass game coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, by all accounts, a, a fairly huge loss. I'm always I, I never really know how to think about this stuff when it comes to coordinators and assistant coaches, because I don't I don't really know what he was on the hook for. You always hear about, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the the stuff in Green Bay over the past couple of years has been with everyone's playing soft coverage. Well, is that because the defensive coordinator wants them to do that? Is that because the defensive backs coach wanted to do that? Or do both those guys give the players the freedom to roam? So, I mean, I guess my thing is I don't know how much input jerry gray had on the defensive or offensive side of the ball by all accounts a very well-liked guy uh, a good coach i mean his reputation seems very very high so i have to assume that losing a guy like that is a blow and that stinks and then domovsky had a tweet that said something to the effect of uh you know he he wasn't fired he wasn't let go he wasn't hired away his contract ran out and the packers didn't renew it which is seems to be the way they, they get rid of coaches is they just well the contract's up i'll see you later buddy um but one of the reasons they didn't renew it is because it's not like he didn't do things that that Joe Barry wanted him to do or did not fully buy into the defensive system. And so we were talking about this before the show. I don't know who that's on either. I tend to place that blame on Joe Barry because he's Joe Barry and he's shown time and time again with or without Jerry Gray. His defenses have not been good. Uh, they've never been good the entire time he's been a defensive coordinator. But if you've got a defensive back coach who is not wanting to do what you want him to do. And also the defensive backs are playing off coverage. And a lot of times those guys in the, those, those safeties, those guys in the back end, the secondary looks confused out of place at times. Who's that on? Is that Joe Barry or is that Jerry Gray? I, I don't really know. And so I like, again, so much is unknown with this. I tend to, I tend to think it's a loss just because of the way guys talk about him and the way guys have talked about him throughout his entire career. But I also think it's really hard for me to, to say, well, it sucks they lost a good one. When we know the defense has been bad for a couple of years when Jerry Gray has been there, and I don't know what he's been on the hook for. So in short, I don't I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> I like to think it's a loss, but ultimately I, I really have no idea. I think Dusty covered it. I mean, he gave a much better answer than I possibly could uh, at the end of the day. We'll see what happens. If, you know, he went out of his way, like uh, Dabowski was reporting, to distance himself from Joe Barry. Um you know, I not I know not everyone is a big fan of Joe Barry and Joe Barry's schemes and things like that. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a good thing if the coaches aren't on the same page like that. Um, so maybe it is for the best. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's um, it's been wild, widely reported that uh, he was a player favorite 
over um, in the defensive back room. So, you know, we'll see who they bring in. They'll see who they promote, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what kind of reaction that gets. But overall, it's just kind of one of the things that happens. And there's going to be turnover on the team no matter what. And so we all kind of wish it would have been the defensive coordinator, not the DB coach. But this is what we get. And so uh, see what happens uh, with the Packers. But so, Sarah, um, Pat McAfee did listen to you, and this was a shorter episode. So hat tip to you for Aaron Rodgers listening to you. But tell us a little bit about what went down. Yeah, short episode this week. So if you have time, you know, this won't be one that, you know, takes up too much of your day. It's about 25 minutes. Uh, He was... He tuned in live uh, from the tailor-made trailer where he's prepping for the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am and he was getting uh, fitted for some new clubs. Um, He said he hasn't been thinking about most of anything, honestly, especially his decision. Um, He's enjoying his time off. He took a trip to Nashville recently to see the Cobbs and see his godson for his birthday. He said he also saw the Bakhtiari family and – had an interesting joke about how Bakhtiari looks like he's enjoying the off season that he's put on some weight, looks a little bloated and assured him that he'll lose the weight, uh, before the off or before the preseason. Um, and he's, I guess he made a joke, uh, that it was the baby weight cause he and his wife just had a baby and that's what he has to lose. Uh, so it seemed like some classic, uh, David Bakhtiari banter there. They talked a little bit about the games over the weekend. He said he watched the games. Um, and, you know, he said when you watch, you let your mind drift to playing and still being in it and, and what that would be like. But then you come here and you go to Pebble Beach and you're like, ah, this is nice. You know, having time to do this. Maybe I want more of this. So, again, not sure about his decision yet, but he feels confident that in a couple of weeks he'll have one. So do with that information what you will. Um, he said it sound, this was the big quote of the day that everybody, uh, ran with, but he said, you know, it sounds like there's conversations going on already that are not involving him talking about the Packers. So to provide some context there, basically McAfee asked him, you know, what's the process like you decide, first of all, do you want to play or not? And then do you call the Packers and say, Hey, I want to play. And then you the two of you, you know, figure out what you're doing from there. And they basically say, great, you're our guy or great, but we're going to trade you. Um, and he said, yeah, that's basically how it works. Sounds like they've already discussed some of those scenarios without me. So in my opinion, that's not really that big of a deal. I think they have to plan for all of those scenarios anyways. Um, so that was just some of the context around that. They did talk about the Romeo Dobbs facility comment that occurred last week. So if you're unfamiliar with this situation, he was interviewed and basically said that he never hung out with Aaron Rodgers outside of the facility. Um, And Rodgers basically said, you know, people in media that maybe didn't play to his level or have as a successful career as he's have, or have for some reason, something against him and are trying to start a narrative have once again, you know, taken this and ran with it. Um, he said, you know, he has a hundred percent team part team party attendance. He goes to a lot of the team bonding events, but that he's obviously just closer with uh, some guys than others. Um, he did mention age. You know, one of the reasons why he hangs out with 
Mason Crosby, David Bakhtiari, and Randall Cobb is because they're in their 30s. And he said, you know, the, the young 20-year-old rookies, they're great and I like them and I have nothing against their lifestyle, but they want to go home from practice and stream video games on Twitch. And while that's great, that's just not something he's interested in. So there are not a lot of common interests um, that would bring them together outside of, you know, team festivities. Um he agreed, you know, they had a, a quick conversation about reinstating the emergency quarterback role based on what happened with Brock Purdy over the weekend. He agreed that that's something that the NFL absolutely needs to consider. Um, they also talked about Hackett being hired as the OC uh, for the Jets. He said, you know, we all have special coaches who make all the difference. And Nathaniel's one of those guys who just on another level bond with him. And um, just like teammates that you mesh better with, sometimes you mesh better with coaches and Hackett was one of those coaches and just made things fun. Um, and then he gave uh, Packers special team coach, Rich Sacha, a glowing endorsement for a head coach. Um, you know, they kind of asked him, you know, who's, who's a good head coach candidate that maybe people aren't thinking about. He said that he was absolutely one, that he's a stereotypical leader who wants to be respected more than liked, and he has an ability to control the room when he speaks. He's thoughtful, and he also is just caring and kind and really just goes above and beyond to um, to be there for his team. And, you know, Mechie turned the special teams room around, and a lot of it was just because who he is as a person and as a leader in the locker room. So thought that was really interesting. Um, and that was pretty much McAfee this week. When he said 100% party attendance, how many of those took place during OTAs? Did he mention how many of the parties were during OTAs? <laughs> the Sorry. screams of like draft day. The screams of draft day is like, oh, yeah, like nobody, nobody came to the quarterback's birthday party. Okay, let's believe that. <laughs> I mean, I think on some level that's there is some validity to what he's saying. Just just on that aspect alone of if you're a 40-year-old man and you get invited to go to like like you said like do you want to go stream video games with the 21 22-year-old kids like that's not my scene. Like that's not what something I'd be like, "Oh, buddy, you have fun with that. That sounds great for you. I'm not going to do that." No, 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 no. I'd rather go, you know, sit and hang out with my friends and like so to me, that aspect of it is a non-story, but the whole – I'm getting a little tired of like, oh, the media is making me out to be this bad guy. Like, <laughs> okay, buddy, like you, <laughs> that's not exactly what's happening here. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes down. And, um, uh, Dusty, I don't know about you, but I am shocked that the Packers uh, brass is having conversations about what might happen outside of Aaron Rodgers uh, without talking to him. What about you? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, gasp. Gasp. The, the, <laughs> listen, zero knock on Rogers here, but the guy who can't decide whether he wants to play, request a trade, or retire, that the team is not putting everything on hold to, to wait for him. I mean, well, in the way he said some of this stuff, I mean, he said, you know, uh, he's he's doing golf. He's He said, you know, he's not making his decision. And part of it is not like a, out of respect for the teams that are still playing. This is not about me. This is about the Chiefs and the Eagles at this point. There's still football going on. So why would I make my decision when there's still football going on? Which, yeah, I totally understand that. But yeah, any of the, first of all, saying there's been conversations that apparently I do not know those conversations are going on. I call shenanigans on that. There's zero. I, I think zero percent chance that he is not aware that those conversations are happening. Sorry, I just thought of super troopers when you said shenanigans. Shenanigans, shenanigans, Steve. Have a leader of cola, and I call shenanigans. I'm yeah, pistol whip the next person who says shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, no, I refuse to believe that those conversations that there any conversations like that are going on without him at least knowing about, but. Yeah, a team cannot be put completely on hold with all of their future planning over a guy that is undecided about which route he wants to take. So if if he doesn't want to have those conversations, they need to have those conversations. Well, then I guess those conversations are going to happen without you. All right, guys, we've got some questions that we've got. A couple good ones. Um, first one we got from Travis Mack. Who is your long shot non-quarterback Super Bowl MVP candidate and your favorite Super Bowl snack? Sarah, let's start with you. I don't know if it's a long shot um, because I think it's definitely possible. But um, for Super Bowl MVP candidate, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Um, I just think that there's definitely a big impact uh, that is possible there. Um, He's obviously very hyped, you know, playing against his brothers, probably a little extra motivated to have the game of his life as well. Um, of course, you know, if he has a good game, he can't do that without Mahomes and Mahomes would probably get it like Travis implied, but that would be my answer. Um, and favorite Super Bowl snack, um, pretty much just any sort of dip, uh, spinach dip, buffalo chicken dip, whatever you have, I will, uh, you know, take a spoonful of it on my plate and enjoy that. 
Yeah, and for me, um, I'm and I'm going. We'll go real dark horse here. I'm going to go MVS. Uh, I don't think that he's going to do it, just simply because I don't know the last time MVS had two good games in a row. But it, depending on the state of that wide receiver room in Kansas City, they were down to like three guys, I think, and they've got two weeks to rest up. But man, he was looking good. He was doing the stuff that that you would see out of him in his good games, not just the vertical threat, but you see him running some nice routes and making some tremendous catch with some good body control. So if Mahomes kind of is not doesn't quite have the great game. I say so. The Chiefs would have to win if Mahomes doesn't quite have that great game, which which I could see because he's got uh, you know the leg thing. And MVS has some highlight catches and kind of carries them. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna say MVS. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some some happy juju on my guy and say that he goes for you know however many yards and touchdowns it takes to get that MVP. But that'd be really cool to see. Uh, I'm excited that he's in the Super Bowl anyway. So I'd love to see him get the MVP and Super Bowl snack. Uh, so my, my family does, uh, we, we, you know, a handful of stuff that's always kind of sitting around, we always do make your own pizzas. So we get our own little personal pizza crust and then we do toppings and bake them and all that. And then, you know, it's, it's just super hot. First of all, it doesn't come out until like halftime or something. And then it's always super hot when it comes out. So it's, that's basically my snack. It's just my little, my little personal little pan pizza. And I'm doing, um, I, I past couple of years, I've been doing pulled pork, do some smoke, some pork butts. And we put some pulled pork on top of those pizzas as well. So good. So that that's my snack is just a little little personal dude. pan pizza. Yeah, dude. Yeah, come on down, Steve. Sounds delightful. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. I was going to say Travis Kelsey. That was going to be my answer. But since Sarah did grab that one, um, my thought behind that was that he's going to be the guy that just takes every touchdown. And if he, if he goes for three touchdowns and like 100-plus yards – I think there's a, you know, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't go insane for like 450, 500 yards. I think there's a, there's an avenue that that can happen where he would be the one that wins the MVP. Nobody else scoring touchdowns, you know, like a 21-17 game. I think that could happen. But I will go a little bit different. I'll, um, I'll say A.J. Brown. I'll say A.J. Brown is the receiving option for the the Eagles. He's number one de facto for them. And, yeah, if if somebody else besides Jalen Hurts is going to get it, to me, that'd be the guy. So I'll say that. And then as far as my favorite Super Bowl snack, I will say kind of go again with Sarah, but like dips, like a buffalo chicken dip. That's uh, That's just the way to go. Next question, um, Sarah. This is a uh, this is kind of on you, my friend. This is uh, this is your guy. Bailey is coming for you, and uh, he wants to know. He goes, "Hey, I'll just find it interesting." Sarah quote tweets uh, quotes this tweet, but refuses to watch this very movie her celebrity crush, in fact, is in. Any comments, Sarah? So uh, just for a little, for everyone listening, that um, Dusty had put out asking for questions, and it's from the movie, uh, the GIF is from the movie The Losers, and apparently Sarah has refused to watch this movie with her boyfriend Bailey, and so Sarah, we got to ask. Straight up refused multiple times, in my understanding. Wow, what is going on, Sarah? He had to come to Twitter to get an answer because you would refuse to talk to him about this. So this is a false accusation. Uh, let me just address that oh. up front. So Bailey and I, as many couples do, always argue over which movie that we should watch. 
Never once has he suggested this movie. Because if he would suggest this movie, I would say, yeah, sure. Chris Evans is in that. Let's watch it. And there would be no debate. But typically it's like, let's watch Mission Impossible. Let's watch Jason Bourne. Or let's watch Batman or The Dark Knight. And while I like all of those movies, I've seen them many times. So I'm always like, no, let's watch something else. So I don't really know where this is coming from. I don't know why he he had to attack me online, but whatever. It's fine. And I would watch the movie. So there you go. Maybe, then maybe he got what he finally wanted after. Dusty, I don't know about you, but the feeling in my heart is that we need to have Bailey on next week so he can represent his full side of the story and really go in yeah. deep in depth into this. I am interested because it does. I mean, it sounds like that that they maybe had this conversation before. He was like, we should watch that movie. And she was like, no, I think that movie's bad. And I think you're dumb. Something like that is how I imagine yeah, that conversation went. So, I, sure. yeah, I do think we need to get inside the story. It's a good point, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> this does take me back, I will say, to, I don't know, it's been a couple of years since we had Sarah's never seen any movies. Let's make Sarah watch movies. And so this this harkens me back to like when we had her watch uh, Usual Suspects and stuff and report back mm-hmm. to us. So it, was, mm-hmm. uh, it was a good time. Sarah's very quiet on having her boyfriend come on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, then, so say, okay, don't worry about Sarah. Dusty and I will reach out to him personally, and we will take care of this so you don't have to do any work at all, okay? I'm, I'm quiet because I already know what's going to happen here. It's that you two are going to have one more number on your side, and you're all going to gang up on me, and it's just going to be the worst. And it's like every Tuesday night, I jump on here and you guys make fun of me. And then in real life, like in my everyday life, Bailey is the one that always makes fun of me. Well, out of love, of course. So (laughs) So together, the three of you would be so toxic. It would just, it would be my downfall. Sounds great. Sounds like a lot but of fun. sure, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> this is just, this sounds like like amazing podcast material. I don't know why yeah. you're holding back. Like this is this is a, you're just you're just being selfish at this point, Sarah. That's a good point, Steve. She is being selfish. <laughs> Next question: Is that what you'd like to go on to, Sarah? <laughs> she hasn't looked up yet. <laughs> I think she hung up. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on to the next question. Uh, Brian Hartstead, uh, love the Pack a Day podcast, Wednesday Trio. Uh, it's the season of change, speculation, and all things Rogers watch. What bold prediction do you have for the Packers offseason? And your food question, uh, what's your favorite wing flavor, buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, or something else? Dusty, what did you got? Yeah, I'll go um, – <laughs> Bold prediction. They do fire Joe Barry. It just happens in like June or something. So like all of this, all of this wasted digital Damn. ink over like oh, Joe Barry. I can't believe they're going to bring him back. And then they fire him anyway. Uh, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but it would make me laugh very hard uh, if it did. So that'd be mine. And then uh, favorite wings favor, man. Anytime we go somewhere new, uh, spicy garlic. Spicy garlic is my go-to. I love original buffalo, uh, but spicy garlic is 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 typically my go-to because if you hit a good spicy garlic, you've you've hit a home run. Sarah, are you talking on the podcast anymore? Or have you just officially just kicked us out? No, I'm still here. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's so deflated in her voice. Uh, um, for me, bold prediction for the Packers off season. Um, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. 
Uh, that's a Ooh. bold prediction. Everyone is set on the fact that he's going to get traded. So why not go the other way with it? Maybe he'll stay. He wants to be a Packer one more year and then retire. Um, and then food question, favorite wing flavor. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I, I, I just, that's my go-to every time. Every now and then I switch it up to barbecue, but Buffalo is always number one. All right, bold prediction. I'm going to say that the Packers do trade Aaron Rodgers, and then they package those two picks and go that the, the with their original first-round pick, and they will go up and get the edge from Alabama, Will Anderson, and uh, pair him up with Rashawn Gary, and I think that's a force to be reckoned with. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with for my bold prediction. Barbecue fla- uh, flavor of wings, I'm going to go with buffalo as well. That's just standard. That's the – the original, the OG, and that's exactly what I want. Um, when they're done right, they're done really well. So we'll go with that one. And then uh, we got one more. Matt Pickett, what's your favorite piece of Packers-related merchandise that you own? And then bonus question, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl and why? Dusty, we'll go with you first. I've got. I don't have a. I've got. I don't have a ton of stuff. Most of my stuff is, is clothes related. So I guess memorabilia. I've got uh, sitting behind me. I think behind my my big head uh, right now is a sign helmet that a friend, uh, uh, a fan of the podcast, gave me. That is uh, a mini helmet signed by Adrian Amos and Kenny Clark. So that one I just absolutely love. So I've got. The, I mean, again, jerseys and shirts, and I've got the the Cliff Crystal, the greatest uh, greatest story ever told, as well, which is a tremendous series. But I'll go. I'll go with that helmet because I feel like that fits for memorabilia, uh, and it makes me happy. Uh, and then who am I rooting for the Super Bowl? I'm going to go Chiefs um, just because I I like Andy Reid. I know that, you know, they get talked about a lot. I like, I like Reid. I like Mahomes. Uh, I already mentioned MVS. I'd love to see MVS do something. I love the way that they were kind of retooled on the fly after Tyreek Hill, after they traded him away, kind of redid that offense a little bit and still were able to do uh, some really good things out of it. I, I, I don't know I'd be upset by either team. I, you know, Philly fans, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Philly fans get a bad rap. Philly fans are just, just – just uh, kind of aggressive. And I also don't know that I like Nick Sirianni. So I don't know that I'm cheering like super hard for the chiefs as much as there are things about the Eagles that, that put me off a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go chiefs and you know, just, I want to see, I want to see my dude MVS just, just hoist up the Lombardi. For me, um, I'm also rooting for the chiefs. Uh, This was kind of a difficult decision because I'd like to see someone else, um, in, in the mix, um, it, I really like Jalen Hurts, would love to see him win a championship, but I just cannot stand the Eagles fan base and they would be insufferable if they won. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs um, and favorite piece of Packers related merchandise that I own. Um, I have a big uh, canvas painting of Lambeau Field uh, above my TV and it's in my, it's one of the, my favorite parts of my apartment. It just absolutely completes the room and it just looks really cool and it, it makes you smile every time I see it. So that would definitely be my favorite. I'm going to go Eagles. I, I'm okay either way. Like whenever the Packers aren't in the Super Bowl, I always just hope for a good game. That's what I want to see. But um, I think I'm, I'm pulling a little bit more for the Eagles for Jalen Hurts. Uh, Nick Sirianni, like I, I like him, although I didn't love his post game, his post game handling of his daughter. Like I thought that was hilarious that he was sitting at the post game podium with his kids and his he's talking and his daughter's doing like all these hand motions and like not saying a word, but they're doing this and he just looks at her and goes, "Hey, stop it!" 
And then she just like, oh, sorry, dad. Like, I shouldn't have been doing that. Like, I didn't love that part. But uh, overall, like, I, I just love the Eagles and the things, the way that they turn, turned it around. And um, so I think I'm going to go for the Eagles a little bit. And then Packers memorabilia, I don't have a lot. Like, I actually got rid of quite a bit of my stuff. So I think the best thing I've got right now is actually sitting on my desk. And it was from my daughter. And she got me for Father's Day last year or the year before, but it's a Packers, like, Funko, whatever those, you know, the doll things. And it's an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Yeah, Funko. And it's got the Aaron Rodgers, and he's got the Super Bowl champion XLV hat on. And so I get to look at that every day, and it was just something so she – so she could put it on my desk, and I would think about her every time I saw it. So to me, that's kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, so I like that one. All right, guys. Closing thoughts. Sarah, what do you got for us? I have nothing this week. Um, not a lot going on. The, the off season, I can feel it. It's coming. Um, so I guess my final thought would be if you have any ideas for content, <laughs> if you want us to do anything, <laughs> talk about specific things this off season, let us know. You know, we do, you know, contrary to belief, we have been talking about some things we could do or potential guests that we could bring on the show. But of course, we want to cater to our audience. So if there are things that you want to hear about or you'd like us to cover, just shoot us a DM. Let us know. Yeah, mine's the same thing. I'm working on a series of articles now that I think the first one will be out after the Super Bowl at some point. Just kind of general football stuff, some general common football complaints or comments that I see that I'm like, well, I've got maybe some some context behind that. So I'll be writing those up. Be like Sarah said, we're entering. We've got stuff to talk about now, and it does sound like Roger's going to be back on McAfee next week. I don't know how long it's going to go on throughout the offseason, but he's going to be back next week from the sounds of things. But yeah, we want... (laughs) We want you to we give our help. content. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. What, what, what are some topics you want us to cover? What are some guests you'd like to have on? Not promising anything in terms of, in terms of that, but listen, man, we <laughs> off seasons long, it's dark and full of horrors and we could certainly use a little bit of help in some of those lean weeks. So let us know what you want to hear about. And, and we'll certainly do that. And uh, I'm just going to go out there and say, Bailey, this is an open invitation to you. And we would love to have you on the podcast next week and fully air out this conversation with Sarah and how she is not open to watching this Chris Evans movie, even though she says she is. So I want I want more details. I feel there's there's more to this story. And I feel that's something that we like just just like an onion. We need to peel back the layers, man. We need to peel back the layers and figure out what exactly is going on in Sarah's life. So, Bailey, if you, you want to DM me or Dusty or both of us, we would love to get that convo going. Um, so please feel free to do that. But <laughs> all jokes aside, we um, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, we would love uh, we love all the questions. We love all the interactions on Twitter. So please make sure to follow us there at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, for at Steve Perhatch, and at Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, we will be back next week. And uh, as always, go Pack Go!
is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.